Hello, you have reached the A Friend For You podcast. Greg Rice is your host as we come together. The point of the podcast is to share my friend Jesus with you. We are going to look through the Bible to find out why it is so important to know Jesus. Once a month, we will be having a special guest join the podcast for a session we are going to call A Friend of a Friend For You. We will be finding out how others are sharing Jesus with others. You are now a part of a movement of people across the country and around the world that are Jesus followers seeking Jesus followers. Now, get involved and send a message back to Greg and let him know what you think, and then find three friends to share the podcast with. Now, here's our host, Greg Rice. The A Friend For You podcast is now 210 listens strong. You are not alone in seeking the friend that sticks closer than a brother. We now have listeners in 15 states in the U.S. and five countries around the world. I have prayed to the Lord of the Harvest to send workers for the harvest, and we have workers starting to tune in. We now, uh, we now have people that are starting to spread the seed to uh, others, and if we all do our part in spreading the seed to others, we can continue to grow our harvest potential. Everyone, share this podcast with three people who could benefit in meeting with our friend Jesus, and we will truly expand the kingdom of God. I'd like to give a few shout outs today. I realize that the whole COVID thing has made life difficult for many of our listeners. And I want you to know that God is thinking of you. He's walking with you. Randy and his family are trying to figure out uh, how to do the whole teaching thing in another country. Uh, He's talked about uh, a mix of local and distance learning along with social distancing and of course masks. But God keeps providing every step of the way even in changing times. Cheryl spoke of dealing with forgiveness, particularly in in the isolation that COVID can sometimes uh, force. Rick talked about trying to keep the roof from falling in on him, literally. Uh, I've talked with several pastor friends who are trying to figure out the right way to open or not open their worship centers. Uh, There are others, uh, a good number of people who have actually gotten COVID-19. They've had to quarantine for a couple of weeks. Some have really gotten pretty sick. Please, please know that God is with you. You are not forgotten. God is thinking of you. And so are we. I'd like to take just a moment to pray right now if I can. Heavenly Father, we thank you for always being with us. We know that no matter the circumstance, you are Lord of all and you are in control. We're not surprised by, you are not surprised by all the craziness that 2020 has brought. I would like to ask that you would come alongside of those who are recovering from COVID-19, friends, pastors, families, even our president and his wife, I pray that you would provide a healing touch, and I continue to pray that you would help the world with a cure for COVID-19. Those who are struggling in other ways, like working during this crazy time or trying to get supplies to maintain some semblance of normalcy, please provide for them in ways that only you can as well. We thank you for always being with us. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen.
this is part two of our look at John 4. We have called these episodes Living Water at the Old Well. Let's do a quick review of last week and then we'll continue on today. In the last episode, we begin with Jesus traveling through Samaria and he stopped by Jacob's well. While at the well, a Samaritan woman came to get some water and Jesus asks for a drink. The woman asks, how can you ask me for a drink? Jesus replies, if you knew who was asking you for a drink, you would have asked for living water. The woman says, give me some of this water so I can quit making all the trips to the well. Jesus says, first, go and get your husband. I don't have a husband. Jesus, who knew her history, says, you've had five husbands and the guy you're with now is not your husband. The woman says, whoa, you must be a prophet. But instead of discussing her personal need, the woman decides to argue about the right place to worship. Jesus says true worshipers will worship in spirit and in truth. She says when the Messiah comes, he will explain everything to us. Jesus says, I am he. I'm always amazed that when I summarize part of a message and begin a second part to that message, I can always summarize in just a couple of minutes what it took me 30 minutes to talk about a week ago. I do pray, though, that the message this past week had an impact on you, and I hope that you allowed Jesus to help you find what you're looking for this past week. But that said, the message here is not done. There's another 16 verses we're going to look at today, and this will include interaction with Jesus, and hopefully it will lead to some introspection into our own hearts. Let's continue with John 4. Today, we pick up at verse 27. And as always, I'm going to read a few verses. I'll pause for some reflection and clarification. But I believe that God has a message for you today. God has a message for me today. So join as we meet Jesus at the well. Verse 27 says, Just then, his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with a woman. But no one asked, what do you want or why are you talking with her? So the disciples have gone into town. They went to find a McDavid's. They come back with some food and they're surprised to find Jesus brazenly breaking all of the social norms. Here is their rabbi Jesus talking to a Samaritan woman all by himself. Come on, man, this doesn't look good. People are going to start talking about, about you, Jesus, if you do stuff like this. Well, you know what? If we worry what people are saying behind our backs, well, let me say this another way. People are talking behind your backs. It doesn't really matter what you're doing. People are going to be talking. It just seems to be kind of a part of human nature. People will do what they want and they're going to talk about other people. And yet at the same point, it's so easy for people to pick on the disciples for not being very fast and learning from Jesus. But here I see some significant learning. John tells us that they were surprised to find Jesus talking to the woman and breaking all these social norms, but no one approached him to question his motives. 
they're starting to learn finally that Jesus is always doing God's work. And if he is talking with this woman, there's probably a really good reason. So let's continue on. Verse 28. Then, leaving her water jar, the woman went back to town and said to the people, Come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of town and made their way toward him. So what we've seen here is the disciples return and the woman decides to run back to town. She's in such a hurry that she leaves her water jar. When the woman gets to town, she runs to everyone who will listen and says, Come and see a man who has told me everything I ever did. Now, wait a minute. Stop right there. I don't want you to miss this. Where did we first see this woman? She was coming to the well at noon in the heat of the day. She came because at that time she wouldn't have to see anyone else. Either she didn't like how others treated her or she didn't want them to know how she felt on the inside. She she felt so empty that she just tried to stay away from other people in public. She had such an emptiness that she kept going from man to man to try to fill the hole in her heart, and it never got filled. Now, there's a man who offered her living, bubbling, moving water that can fill that vacant place in her heart. She ran to town, and she said, This man told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? This is the most significant thing that has ever happened at Jacob's well. It was a a very, very storied location before, but now salvation has come to the well. Now there is living water at the old well. The people could see that this woman was different. She was different on the outside, but man, she was vastly different on the inside. And they were filled with curiosity and they went back with her out of town and made their way towards Jesus, who was still at the well. Verse 31. Meanwhile, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. Then his disciples said to each other, Could someone have brought him food? My food, Jesus said, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Now, if we go back to the original language, when the disciples urged Jesus to eat, they're very, very concerned. He had been too tired to join them on their journey into town to get food. And when they return, here he is asking some Samaritan woman for water. And in their concern for his health and well-being, they start to ask if he wants some food. Now, Jesus Jesus is trying to help the disciples get a deeper understanding of who he is. And he answers them saying, I have food that you don't know anything about. Now, Robertson's commentary says that this could be translated, I have good eats that you don't know about. Eat your heart out, Elton Brown. Good eats wasn't originally your idea. Jesus was having some good eats. Now, the disciples, they have no idea what Jesus is talking about. Food, we don't know about. 
they they start to ask each other, could someone have brought him food? I mean, maybe this woman or someone else from town brought him some food. So Jesus continues with some further explanation. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Well, we know that Jesus was sent to earth by his father, God. Jesus was so focused on his mission and his purpose that doing God's will nourished his weakened body. Here Jesus is sharing with the Samaritan woman and then to the Samaritan people of his salvation. That is his nourishment. It feeds his soul which overrules his body. Jesus continues to talk to his disciples and he expands their understanding of where he is at by using a common saying of the day. Now I'm going to pick up again at verse 35. Don't you have a saying? It's still four months until harvest. I tell you, open your eyes and look to the fields. They are ripe unto harvest. Even now, the one who reaps draws a wage and harvests a crop for eternal life so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. Thus the saying, one sows and another reaps is true. I send you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. Now the disciples have been noticing that the grain fields in the plain of Moriah around Jacob's well there, uh, the, those, that grain is still very green. And they've been talking about it. It would probably be another four months until harvest. And harvest was always in the middle of April. That would mean that their trip through Samaria to Jacob's well here took place probably someplace in, in the neighborhood of mid-December. Now Jesus takes the discussion the disciples were having and he uses it to help them see something very significant is happening here it's still four months until harvest huh but just look guys open your eyes and look to the fields this was not a request it's a command look at what you see right in front of you the fields are ripe for harvest now Jesus is not talking about the grain harvest here. He has been discussing a harvest of souls. He has sowed the gospel message into the heart of a Samaritan woman. Look up, guys. The harvest is coming. And unlike the crops that have a growth cycle that can take months, this harvest is coming right now. Jesus is sharing that there are many people coming. In fact, while he's sharing, while he's talking, many people are coming with the woman that he had talked to right there at the well when they're coming from Sychar to see Jesus. Jesus continues, even now the one who reaps draws his wage and the harvests a crop for eternal life. Jesus came to seek and save those who were lost and bring them to salvation. I am earning my wage right now. This is why I'm here, guys. Here comes the crop I am harvesting. And better yet, they're going to get eternal life out of this. The reason Jesus came was to provide reconciliation between man and God. Jesus is our salvation. Jesus is the way we get to be with God forever. 
Jesus makes all who believe right with God the Father. I love the fact that Jesus brings the disciples into the process of seeing the salvation of these Samaritans. Jesus tells his disciples to remember that one sows and another reaps. Okay, guys, I'm sending you to reap what you didn't sow. Here comes a harvest that we will all reap together. This harvest is because I sowed a seed of salvation into the woman I was ministering to at the well. Jesus is teaching the disciples about the fruit of their labor. But he's allowing them to take part in a harvest that they didn't labor in, but it's coming and they get to take part. Now to verse 39. Many of the Samaritans from the town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed for two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, We no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this man really is the Savior of the world. The loose woman, who knew she was despised by everyone, she was even despised in a, in a place like Samaria. Her chosen lifestyle of having five husbands and living with a sixth. And, and man, she was the person everyone talked about. Everyone was whispering about when she came around. She was that woman. She was always looking for something to fill a void. And she learned to despise herself because she knew she was that person who was the butt of everyone else's joke. I love the fact, not the notion, but the fact that one of God's main plans is to use the most unlikely people to do his work, to advance his kingdom, to reach the lost for his sake. So throughout the Bible, let me give a few examples. Gideon was a wimp hiding in a wine press, working his grain when an angel came to him to lead the army against an uncountable enemy. Moses stuttered all the time and he was called by God to go and speak before Pharaoh to speak for God before Pharaoh to let God's people go David was the youngest runt of the family and he wasn't even invited to come meet with the family when the prophet came but when others saw an insignificant boy God saw a king Rahab was a prostitute living in a foreign kingdom God used her to save the spies and to help them escape Jericho, and she was saved when the city was destroyed. And we see that Rahab is in the lineage of Jesus. She's in the chain of those who bring salvation to the world. Paul, Paul was on his way to persecute, to even kill Christians. It was then that God called him to go and share with the Jews and the Gentiles and even before kings. I could go on and on. It's throughout the Bible, and it's also throughout our lives today. Maybe you believe that you're not able to make a difference for God. That is the exact place God wants you to be. It is then that God can use you to do the most for him. When we realize, I can't, so it has to be God working through me, 
that's the perfect time for God to work through us. The way less than perfect woman shares with all of the people of Sychar about Jesus. What does she share? Jesus knew what I was she, Jesus knew what I was doing. He knew that I was going from man to man. I was married five times. I'm shacking up with a sixth. This is the very reason people look down on her. But by her sharing how Jesus spoke to her points of her failures, others could see that they needed to be saved from their failures as well. These Samaritans from Sychar go to Jesus and they want to know more of what he has to say because Jesus has words of life. They ask Jesus and his disciples to stay with them for a while. So they stay two more days so that they can teach them all about the kingdom of God and the salvation that comes through Jesus. Because of the words of Jesus that he shared with them, these words that were shared actually by both Jesus and his disciples, many, many of those people believed in Jesus. A single seed is planted, it takes root and it grows, and it produces a great harvest. The woman who was the original seed sowed, sowed many seeds, and then those seeds were watered by Jesus and the disciples. And look at the great harvest that came in response. Just imagine how many seeds were planted from those who believed of the woman's testimony and then hearing from Jesus. If they continued to plant seeds just like the woman did, the coming harvest would be awesome to think of. Jesus planted a seed in my heart many years ago. I came to a point in my sinful condition that he showed me more love that I could ever than I could ever imagine. He made me whole. Jesus sent his Holy Spirit to live in me and placed a calling on my life. Jesus is speaking to me through this message as much as Jesus is speaking through me in this message for you. I've had a transition in my life lately. Ministry looks very different to me, but the fields are still ripe for harvest. People need to hear the message of my friend Jesus. And I'm doing a podcast so I can share some of what Jesus has done for me and what Jesus can do for you. The seed that Jesus planted in my heart is starting to grow. And now I have an opportunity to sow some seeds into your heart. The story does not end there. My prayer is that the seeds planted will find a place to take root in your heart and that your transformation in Jesus will also begin to grow. Now you have the same opportunity to share the seeds of Jesus with others so they can see the transformation in their lives just like you saw the transformation in your life and like I've seen the transformation in my life. Or you can you can either share your own personal seeds or you can take these teachings that we're doing right here in this podcast. These are not my teachings. These are the teachings of Christ. And as we share the teachings of Christ through a, a podcast like this, we can see others be transformed through Jesus and what he can do in their lives. If you've been transformed by Jesus, it's now time for you to share that with others so that they can find transformation too. That's the point of the Christian life introducing others 
to our friend Jesus. Let's do a quick review and see what we've learned today and why does it matter to me. I'm going to ask you seven questions related to the to the session that we've had today, and we're going to see if Jesus can bring you the transformation you need in your life. First question is, what does Jesus need to transform in your life today? We see at the beginning of our time today that the disciples return to Jacob's well and they find Jesus talking with a Samaritan woman. The disciples try to get Jesus to eat so that he can be nourished, but he finds his fulfillment in doing God's will. The second question, the woman at the well thought that a man could bring her fulfillment. The disciples thought that food could bring fulfillment and nourishment, but Jesus taught both that doing God's will is what brings fulfillment. What are you trying to do to find fulfillment in place of doing God's will? The disciples were previously discussing the season and that the harvest would not be ready for another four months or so. And Jesus says, Just take a serious look and you will see that the fields are ripe for harvest. He pointed to the people coming from Sychar to learn from him. The third question, what things do we allow to take our eyes off of the harvest for God's kingdom? Jesus tells the disciples, you did not sow, but you are going to be able to help reap the harvest. The people come and they learn from Jesus' teachings, from the disciples and from Jesus himself. And finally, the people who first believe in Jesus because of the woman and all that she told them, now they believe for themselves because of what Jesus has taught them. Wow. Question number four. Can you think of a time when God used the most unlikely person to have a great impact for his kingdom? Question number five, how has Jesus allowed you to be a part of something significant that he was doing? Question number six, who is someone who has shared about Jesus with you? And question number seven, who have you shared Jesus with? There's a twofold part to the message over the last couple of podcasts. First is that Jesus cares for all people and uses anyone willing to expand his kingdom. The second is that there is a harvest to be gathered for those who are actively looking. Whether you are like the woman at the well with a sordid past or you're like the disciples who give up everything to follow Jesus, we can grow in our walk with Jesus. Trust in Jesus to be the one to change the way others see you and the way you see yourself. Your past can be forgiven and you can be used by God to expand his kingdom. Those already involved in ministry, make sure that you keep your eyes on the heavenly harvest for there's reaping to do. Don't get caught up in the way things are going around you or or the the size of your group or anything like that, make sure that you keep your eyes on what's happening so you don't miss your very purpose to share Jesus with others. Jesus is the friend 
that sticks closer than a brother. In fact, I would like to encourage everyone to take the opportunity to share this podcast, which is Jesus' words through me, through this podcast. Share this podcast with three other people this week, those who could really use a message from God. Thank you again for being a part of a Friend For You podcast. This is Greg Rice, and I have enjoyed sharing with you. Our desire is to help anyone and everyone meet the friend they need. That friend is Jesus. He is the only one that can give you living water. The message today was part two of a two-part message in John chapter four. Are you the person who needs to meet Jesus for the first time? And have you allowed Jesus to change your life forever? Or are you the person who needs to spread some seeds so someone else's life can be transformed forever? I encourage you to allow Jesus to speak to your heart the message that you need to hear. On a personal note, I had a great birthday this past week. And as Pam said, 47 looks pretty good on you. For those of you who who sent messages or encouraged me on my birthday, thank you very much. Uh, Also, for those of you who shared the podcast with others, I thank you. Uh, For those of you who maybe just didn't quite get it done yet, hey, there's no time like right now. The fields are ripe unto harvest. If this message could have an impact in the life of someone who needs to know my friend Jesus, that's why we're doing this podcast. That's what it's all about. So thank you very much for being a part.